Welcome to the Licking County Locker Room on Cape 98.7, live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark. Tonight's show is brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing. Now, here's Brian Mays with the Licking County Locker Room. And a pleasant good evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Licking County Locker Room. We are live at Ship Brothers Brewing, 23 West Church Street in downtown Newark. Come on in and say hello. Have yourself some great food, great beverages. So we got you caught up on a lot of winter sports in and around Licking County. When we take this time out, we on the other side, we'll talk Utica basketball. That's next as you're listening to the Licking County Locker Room, live from Ship Brothers Brewing on Kate 98.7. And welcome back, everyone. We're talking Utica basketball first. We're going on the boys' side with athletic director and head coach Brian Radabaugh and a couple of his players, Logan Gosnell and Gavin Chen. And, Coach, uh, first of all, I want to ask you a couple of AD questions, and then we'll get into hoops. But with with the weather that we're having like this week, as an AD and as a coach, what type of preparations do you get for, hopefully you're not hoping for cancellations or postponements, but how does that go about with your opponent and, and trying to, to prepare as best you can if you have to cancel a game? Yeah, it's definitely no fun. Um, you rely heavily on your maintenance staff to get the sidewalks cleared and, and the local transportation departments to clear the roads, but it's just, you know, you just got to be in constant communication and uh, talk to talk to them maybe the night before and have some contingency plans, And but at the end of the day, you know, where you're just uh, you're waking up and seeing what the roads look like, just like everybody else. Is it? I don't want to say easier, but when it's a an LCL matchup and you don't have the travel, can you go a little bit longer and see how it's going to change or, or perform a little bit later on in the day? Yeah, absolutely. The the closer the games, the better. Uh, you know, if we're going to Northridge, Johnstown, just right up the road, you know, you can be a little bit uh, a little bit more patient with the weather. Um, the farther the trip, then the sooner you got to make a call. So, but it's one of the great things about the league and the lack of travel yep. uh, that that it uh, you know keeps people as safe as we can and it, you know traveling fewer distances maybe than in other situations. The OHSAA is looking to potentially expand uh, multiple divisions in multiple sports. There hasn't been changes for decades. Your thoughts on that potentially happening? Oh, I definitely think it's time. Uh, I think. It was great for football. Uh, it slotted teams uh, so that they're competing against similar uh, teams uh, size-wise, um, especially you know, if you're a Division One school. Um, you know, I look at Mount Vernon, who's getting ready to come into our league, and the amount of students they have, and you know, competing against Gahanna and, and Reynoldsburg and the Olentangy's, uh it's tough for them. Um, and so I think it makes sense, and I, it's time. And I don't know. I've heard five divisions. I've heard six. I don't think they'll go to seven, but. Uh, it'll be good for high school sports. Would it be um, more consistent for maybe a, a school the size of Utica to be in that same division no matter the sport? Yeah, it would help people a lot. Uh, the, that consistency would be, I think that would be a, a really nice addition to high school sports. Um, but I think it would be it would be good. So from one sport to the next, uh, you're seeing similar teams. And um, I think it would help the spectators a lot. I know a lot of people get confused. Uh, when they talk to you about baseball and you know well, we're Division Three, oh, I thought you guys were Division Five. Right. I was like, no, that's football. So I think it'd be a good thing all the way around. Well, and I and I 
please correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think Indiana, which used to have just the same one, they've expanded into multiple yeah. divisions and regions. So everyone who wants to go back to the Hoosiers with Hickory taking on, those those days are long gone. And, and you want to have that competitive balance. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a good thing. Um, the more people that you can get competing in district championships, uh, regional games, I mean, it's just, it's better. There's just, there, I don't really see many arguments against it. Right. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the, the, the team so far. Your thoughts on this team. You had a, uh, a great season last year. Knew there were going to be some ups and downs coming into this season. But so far, what have you seen from this ball club? Uh, first of all, we have an unbelievable group of guys um, led by our seniors. Uh, we have great team chemistry. Uh, it's an incredibly hardworking and fun group to be around. Um, they just they do a great job every day. Um, we're playing our best basketball right now. We started a little bit slow. I think there's probably a couple games early on that we'd like to have back. Uh, and I, we think if we were playing the way we were now then, um, those would have been different. But it's just good to see them continually progress. Um, we had won two of our last three, uh, competed really well against Johnstown on Saturday, didn't come away with it on the road, but uh, you know we'll get another crack at those guys here in the second half of the season. So, Well, and it's definitely not a sprint. It is a marathon, and I know some coaches break it down of, of segments of five games, ten games, whatever, but you, you, you never want to say you want to play your best basketball in December. You want to see it later on. So do you feel the team is, is gelling and, and kind of where you want them from a from just a cohesive uh, standpoint right now? Yeah, our cohesion is really good. Um, I think you can see it uh, when you break down film. and um, So that's one of our best attributes as a team is the way the guys get along and work together and both at the offensive end and the defensive end. Um, so as long as we continue to do that, then we can set ourselves up to be successful as the season continues to roll along. All right, before these two fall asleep, we better bring them in here because they look bored out of their minds, two old men talking. Uh, Logan and Gavin, you, you heard your coach say, hey, he feels the team is getting better and, and you guys are cohesive right now. Your thoughts about how the season's gone first. Logan, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, we definitely got off to a slow start, but we're we're playing better basketball now, and we just need to keep Gavin? I agree. Uh, our chemistry is really coming together. Growing up with these guys our whole life, so starting to finally make it happen. Not that I want to go sport to sport, but coming off the successful football season, uh, and you had a tremendous record-setting uh, year, are you able to bring that that positivity and what it takes to win to to the hardwoods? I mean, I think we all have our own part. I try and do what I can to keep the team up and keep them positive, but everyone's got to contribute. Logan, what do you think, thoughts about that? I mean, it is a team game, but everybody can bring a, a certain piece to this to this puzzle. Um, yeah, I mean, we just gotta play our role, know it, and just do whatever we can. I'm going to make this an athletic director question, but I want both of you guys in this. Um, what would your thoughts be? And I know, you know, this will happen after you guys are probably gone. But shot clock good for high school basketball in the state of Ohio, or do you? Would you rather not have a shot clock at high school? Um, Those are both so. very evil grins. I'm wondering where this is going. I don't know. Then we'll just have people sitting up there and holding it all day. I mean, it might be good for the end of a quarter, but I don't think so. No? No, I don't I don't think so. Coach? I'm okay with it either way. <laughs> I, I, I really... I, I've said this before. 
I don't think that many possessions would truly be affected if a shot clock was in play other than the end of the games or an end of quarter situations. But if you watch most games nowadays, teams are shooting the ball within 30 and 40 seconds on the regular. And to be honest with you, it's within 15 or 20 seconds. So I don't know how much would really affect it. Um, so I'd be okay if they did it. I, I always thought I would want to see it, but I also then think at this level you're developing the kids. As I mean, wins and losses, everybody wants them, but to develop and not have to worry about a shot clock if it's you know learning how to shoot a ten footer or you know how to drive. I, I think with a shot clock, some of that development and understanding the game maybe goes away. I I I, I don't know. I I, yeah. I struggle with that because I look at even the college and the NBA games and. When you go isolation, what do you learn about basketball? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, and I've I've actually heard the opposite argued, which is if you hold the basketball and don't shoot it, your kids aren't developing because all they're doing is passing it. So I, it's an interesting argument. I don't I don't like I say it's I don't care which way they go. Um, but it's not on the horizon. Is it on the horizon of discussions with with coaches it, and ads? It has been in the discussions for the last two or three years. Um, I think it. I don't think it's going to pass. Um, coaches seem to be pretty fifty-fifty on it. Um, they've taken surveys, um, but any time it's went to the board of directors to vote, it gets voted down. Okay, Gavin, what do you like most about the game of basketball? Uh, probably just a different setting. You know, you do a lot of the other sports like football and baseball, and they're all outside and outdoor activities. You get to play it throughout the winter, be inside, and it's just a different type of guys. So you wouldn't want to be a skier, is that what I'm hearing? You like being inside during the winter time? No, I like I like being outside too. Just uh, um, what do you also think in what brought you to the game of basketball? So I know it wasn't just being indoors, but even at a young age, what what did you enjoy, or, or what made you want to continue to play hoops? I mean, I just like running around having fun, so <laughs> I found out more of my friends were doing it from elementary. It's just hop right in and start playing. Logan, same questions to you. Which one was it? Um, for, what do you like most about the game? Oh, um, definitely just being close with all my friends. And then the environment that we play in is different than any outside sport because it's all like so condensed. It's all right there in the gym. And then what... What brought you to the game? What, what what part of that did you really like? Definitely my dad. He he kind of made me play it, but I'm glad. So okay, all right. Um, it seems like in, in just watching some of the high school games that I don't want to say it's gotten extra physical, but it seems like physicality is a huge part of this because um, everybody's. In, in pretty good shape and the strength is there and it seems like I don't think it's like from the old 80s days where you just banged each other to death but um, for both of your aspects is has physicality in your minds picked up in the game of basketball? I think so. I think I mean it's a part of the game it's part of every sport but I definitely think that physicality isn't basketball no matter what. Logan? Definitely a little bit but I mean it's not like football. No. It's There's some in it yeah. Coach? Yeah, it, it, it's more physical now than it was a few years ago, I think. Um, the way teams play defense, the way they try to defend you and, and pressure you, and um, it seems like they go back and forth on you know, the way they want to officiate hand-checking and things like that. And, um, but it's it's definitely a very physical game. I, I think, though, it's, it's also, and, and you mentioned officiating, because... Um, I guess the part I struggle with is they could let a lot go in the first half 
and then everything's called in the second half. And as a coach, how do you tell your players to say, and I don't want to be here bashing the officials, but if it right. does change throughout the game, what do you tell your kids? You, you have to adjust. I mean, you have to be able to adjust and adapt to the way the game's being called. Um, a lot of times, the team that does the best job of that puts themselves in the position to be the most successful towards the end of the game. Um, you know, but it's something we talk our kids about. Um, you know, the officials are going to do the best they can, and they might make a bad call, and you just got to play through it um, and not worry about it. They're human just like we are. Um, and so you just you got to always worry about the next play and not get consumed with things like that. Um, but be aware of the way they're calling the game. If they're calling it tight, you have to adjust. If they're allowing you to play physical, then at the same time, you need to kind of step up your physicality. And it seems like, depending, I guess, on the on how the coach brings up the question about a non-call, a non, or a missed call, um, what I'm noticing is a lot of officials are wanting now for you guys to stay in your box. Um, and if there's any inflection in the tone, they're not going to hear it. So has, has that been a change over the last few years? Or has that kind of been, I, I guess I've seen more focus on staying in the box than usual this, this year. Yeah, and so uh, I think it was three years ago they lengthened the coach's box down to the baseline, which helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they don't have to worry about enforcing that so much. And generally they don't care where you're standing as long as you're coaching your team and not yelling at them, uh, which is fair. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it just, it's... Is what it is. Yeah, is it is what, it, what is. it is. And and guys, I don't want to put you on the spot with, with officiating, but you know that you're not supposed to speak up to the officials one way or another. So when the calls aren't going your way, how do you, besides looking at the coach and him saying, just play your game, but how do you kind of adjust to how the game's being called? Uh, I agree with coach. I mean, nobody's perfect. You're not going to make every shot, and they're not going to make every call, so... I mean, that's just how it is. You just have to move on from it. Logan, you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, you just gotta, just got to move on and just go on with the game. It's going to happen. All right, couple games this week. you got Valley and Lakewood, I believe. Um, two rivals. Everybody's a rival in the county. But what, Gavin, we'll start with you. What are you looking forward as as you guys turn the corner here and you want to play your best basketball and getting ready for tournament play? But what are you looking for this team um, outside of you two, what are you looking from the rest of the group to, to kind of push forward and get ready for the second half of the year? Uh, I think just fully coming together and start progressing more. I mean, start getting more active without the ball and making sure we have every play down and every situation down so we can be ready for any moment. Do you feel like it has progressed to, to that level from maybe game one to where you are now? I definitely think so. I definitely see a change from the start of the season to where we are now, and I think it's going in the right way. Logan? Um, I think just defense, we're getting up too many points for us to be able to stay in the game. But, I mean, we've definitely gotten better throughout the season, but it's just got to keep getting better. All right, so I'm going to follow up on that, because defense, to me, is always harder to play for an offense. It has to be a mentality to want to play good defense. So how do you get the rest of your team understanding the importance of defense? Um, I mean, just... Hey, you brought up defense. Yeah, I'm going to call you out on it. You know, here we go. I mean, I don't. It's just, it's up to them if they want to play defense or not. I can't, I can't make them. So, if they want to play defense and win, then I guess they will. But it's up to them. I like that, Coach. Do you agree with that? Is defense maybe the the key for the second half of the season? I think so. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, the thing about basketball is it, every got every person on the floor has to play offense and defense. So you got to find that fine line of 
um, being able to execute at both ends. Um, for us, I think we play better offensively when we play good defensively because uh, oftentimes that can lead to easy buckets at the other end. Um, so when we play energetic um, and, and do a good job of communicating, um, then I think we have our best chance to play our best basketball moving forward. I don't want to let you off the hook either. I asked what they love about the game. What do you love about the game? That's a good question. Um, I think the I think basketball is a unique environment uh, because the spectators and everybody is right there on top of you, um, and the energy that it gives you um, is second to none. Uh, and you know, being a Midwestern kid, there's nothing like a Friday night, you know, in Ohio and in football. Um, but fans are so far removed from the field, you don't often feel the same energy you do in basketball. Um, and if, if you go to a competitive, high-quality high school basketball game with the gyms packed, uh, to me there's just nothing like it. And what drove you to the game to get started as a player way back in the day? Yeah, I'd say my dad. Um, he, lo- he loved basketball and always played with us and, you know, wasn't too bad at it. So something I just stuck with and developed a love for. Well, congratulations on what you guys have been able to accomplish. I know you're looking for bigger and better things uh, second half of the season, hopefully another good tournament run uh, coming up. When do they do the, the, the draw for the, for the tournament? Because, again, is this the first year that we're doing the difference with, so, with the seating? Yeah, the, so the seating will be determined by the computers, right. not by the coaches, but then we will still go to and the draw will proceed the same way with those seeds. Okay, and that's um, late February? Or no, mid? it's, it's er, early to mid-February. I okay. don't know the exact date. Uh, it's usually right around the 5th or 6th or okay. 7th. Do you like the change with the computer? Yes, I actually do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, there was always some seeds that you'd go into a draw and kind of raise your eyebrows about, like, Wow, I don't, not, not sure what you were paying attention to, but uh, the, the computers will do a good job. I monitored their pilot last year, and I thought it was fair. Because it was Northwest Ohio? I yeah, it was, it was Northwest Ohio. Okay, did it. yes, yep. all right. It, it, it seems to make sense. It's made better sense on, on the football side. So I think this is uh, the right deal. Because, yeah, you could have some, I don't want to call it out, but some coaches say, well, I don't know that I want to take on that team, so we'll move over here yeah. or, or do the seating, and now that's all gone, right? Yep. Absolutely. All right. Guys, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for coming on on this Monday night. Good luck uh, in your two games this week, and uh, go Redskins. Thank you. We'll come back, and we'll talk some girls' hoops as you're listening live to the Licking County Locker Room from Chip Brothers Brewing here on Kate 98.7. This is the Licking County Locker Room Show on WCLT, W254CT Newark, Kate 98.7. When you have plumbing problems like the water heater's leaking or the toilet doesn't flush, the drains aren't draining like they're supposed to, who do you call? I'm Bill Crawford, president of Crawford Mechanical Services, and for over 25 years, our dedicated employees and my family have served the commercial and residential plumbing needs of Central Ohio. We know there's plenty of numbers to call. That's why we're so grateful for our repeat business and every customer referral. Check us out online, CrawfordMech.com. That's Crawford, M-E-C-H.com. Everyone says it's the journey that matters. Not so at Ship Brothers Brewing. 
Ship Brothers is a destination in the heart of downtown Newark that is so spectacular, there's nothing like it anywhere. Come aboard to experience incredible appetizers, outstanding burgers and sandwiches, and the one-of-a-kind beer wall. What? That's right. Don't wait on a bartender anymore. Head to the beer wall and design your own tasting flight. Ship Brothers Brewing, a one-of-a-kind sensory destination. We know what you want in a chainsaw. You want legendary performance. You want industry-leading ergonomics. And you want precision cutting that gets the job done quickly and safely. That's why we want you to try a Husqvarna chainsaw. With air injection, low-vibration handles, and powerful X-Torque engines, Husqvarna chainsaws are trusted by professionals around the world. If you want to take down a tree or clear a forest, you'll want a Husqvarna chainsaw. It's what precision cutting is all about. Visit Wright Brothers Power on Church Street or online at wrightbrotherspower.com. Bobby's on Main is a special place. The kind where you are greeted with a warm smile and the smell of warm flavors the moment you set foot in the door. Voted best burger and best all-around restaurant. They're sure to have something for the whole family to enjoy. Not feeling the crowd? Order pizzas, subs, salads for pickup and delivery. Bummies on Main Street is the home of the BLT Pizza and the Raging Cajun Burger. Make Bummies your first stop before the game. Follow them on Facebook for daily specials. Bummies on Main. Come hungry, leave happy. When you have plumbing problems like the water heater's leaking or the toilet doesn't flush, the drains aren't draining like they're supposed to, who do you call? I'm Bill Crawford, president of Crawford Mechanical Services, and for over 25 years, our dedicated employees and my family have served the commercial and residential plumbing needs of Central Ohio. We know there's plenty of numbers to call. That's why we're so grateful for our repeat business and every customer referral. Check us out online, CrawfordMech.com. That's Crawford, M-E-C-H.com. Have you been buying your meat at the big chain stores? Ew. When you can buy fresh? For almost 70 years, your friends and neighbors have been making the fresh choice at Al's Meat Market. What's that? Your freezer's dying of boredom. Then check out Al's Meat Bundles. You can always fill up at Al's Meat Market. Don't forget, Al's is your place to order your beef tenderloin, prime rib, and all the sides. Al's Meat Market, West Main and 21st Street, Newark. Everyone says it's the journey that matters. Not so at Ship Brothers Brewing. Ship Brothers is a destination in the heart of downtown Newark that is so spectacular, there's nothing like it anywhere. Come aboard to experience incredible appetizers, outstanding burgers and sandwiches, and the one-of-a-kind beer wall. What? That's right. Don't wait on a bartender anymore. Head to the beer wall and design your own tasting flight. Ship Brothers Brewing, a one-of-a-kind sensory destination. Don't let a late night meeting with the deer keep your car, truck, or SUV off the road. The deer specialists at Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass can get your vehicle fixed right, fixed fast, and they won't leave a dent in your wallet. If you accidentally meet a deer with your vehicle, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass are the ones to call. They care about you and your vehicle. Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, Mount Vernon Road, Newark, and online at autobodyofnewark.com. Coaches, players, and more. It's the Licking County Locker Room with Brian Mays live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark here on Kate 98.7.
And we continue to spotlight Utica. We switch over to the girls' hardwood and welcome in head coach Terry Lode along with player Abby Dixon. And coach, team four and six, four and two in the lead. You just had a four-game winning streak. So let's go from the start of the season to getting red hot. And, and what was the difference in that? Well, we started out the season 0-4. Then we ran off four straight wins. Uh, we are a very young team. Um, led by Abby here, who's our lone returning starter. So working the kinks out the first part of the season and getting them all on the same page. Um, we got on that streak there, then we hit the Christmas break there. And getting out of that routine, I think, affected us last two games. We played a couple really good teams in Centerburg, and then Johnstown's really solid. So, And that has to be... I mean, you, you get practices, you start the season, then you have that break, and then it could be a rapid fire of games like that. So in, in your 11 years as a head coach, how do you kind of prepare the team for start, stop, start back up again? Well, we put our practice schedule around that and try to prepare the girls for the games coming up and look at, you know, scouting reports and go into the next game. You know, we had one game every week for three weeks, and we were having two a week there for a while. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gets you out of your routine. So you try to ramp up practice a couple of days before you play a game so that you're, you know, like game situation, then scale back a little bit before you go in the game. So And, you know, when you're dealing with kids 15 to 18, it really is you're, you're looking for consistency. And, you know, practice is one thing, but, you know, game – Game stuff is a whole different matchup, but I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges in, in winter sports is just how you adjust to the time off, let alone, as I talked about with Coach Radiball, cancellations, postponements, things of that nature. So it really is an adjustment period. Right. We're getting back in our routine this week. we got two games this week. we got three games next week and two the following three weeks. So kind of excited to get us back in the routine. I know Abby's excited to get back into playing a couple games a week instead of practice gets to be month, month you know. Yep. And, Abby, I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah, I'd much rather be playing games than, than just practicing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, Coach mentions you're you're the lone returning starter coming back. So, no pressure uh, to, to be a leader both on and off the court. But you knew that coming in, uh, that that was going to be the case. So, how have you taken the mantle of being a leader on this ball club? Well, uh, my freshman and sophomore year, I was, uh, like, the freshman on varsity and then the sophomore on varsity with – girls much older than me, starting off playing girls that were much older than me. And I watched them, like, I felt them lead me, and, like, the way they treated me, like, I treated these girls, and I put them on my back and, like, just made them a part of the team and involved, kept them involved and taught them, like, like, I was in their position at one point, so, like, I talked to a lot of them about, like, varsity experience and things like that and just, like, situations on how to, like, adapt and adjust to playing girls four years older than you and, like, the physical standpoint and, like, everything else. So. Well, it seems like you relish this opportunity. I mean, some some players will shy away from, from taking the leadership role, but it seems kind of like you've been building up for this opportunity. Yeah, I take leadership, like very seriously and I think it's so important for a team and like just putting the team together and like being the part like just bringing everyone together and getting everyone on the same page is how you win games so so that's got to be pretty nice coach to have someone who wants to be a leader kind of a uh, you know uh, an extension of you out there on the floor yep it's been a pleasure to coach Abby for this to be the third year and knowing coming into the season that we're going to have a very young team we start Abby junior returning 
honorable mention all Ohio player with three sophomores and a freshman starting. So, you know, we were getting in, like I said, a role there. Mid-season, you know, we're mid-season now, so yeah. we're expecting very big things the second half of the season. Um, with Abby's leadership here, I think we're going to be pretty successful. So as I asked the uh, the boys, what about you and what what drove you to basketball? Well, I've played basketball ever since I could get to the bitty camps. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, second grade, is that the youngest they go? Um, I, have an older, I have two older sisters that played basketball ever since they could, um, but they both stopped playing. So I just found the love for basketball, second grade, even before that when I would watch my older sisters play, but I've just loved it ever since, and I, like... It's just been, always been a part of my life. So, is there one part of the game that you enjoy, and or what, whatever it is, if it's shooting, just com- team camaraderie? <laughs> she likes to shoot. Okay, fair enough. Let me answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, shooting, fine. I'll let you have it. But um, there's just the feeling I get when I'm on the court, like the adrenaline, the the crowd. Just it's you can't find that feeling anywhere else, and. So I've just always loved that, just being on the court and like just playing. I love every part of the game. So, as as a girl growing up, you have seen the expansion of of women's basketball at the collegiate level, at the pro level, things of that nature. Are you watching that part of it more, or are interested more in in some of those players that you know 10, 15 years ago? We didn't hear much about, you know, women's college basketball or even the pros. So do you do you look at those those games a little bit more than than what was possible way back when? Yes, I follow college basketball, WNBA. I follow that a lot because I think it's so important to like make these incredible athletes known and like that didn't get the recognition they deserve and now they are. And that's just so important for women and everything. You know, you keep talking like that. WNBA is going to even have you as a marketing person uh, for sure. Because, uh, yeah, and you look at someone like Caitlin Clark, um, who's just—I don't want to say transferred the game of basketball, but she seems to have taken it to a whole nother level. And my only concern about that, and, and coach, you, you've been around the game for close to three decades. I always worry about we build these players up so high. And eventually they want to they want to chop them down, and I, that's you know I hope that she can understand that because right now everybody loves her, and there'll be one day where that may not happen. But what she has brought to the game of basketball, I'm sure, has got to help uh, Abby and and you know especially maybe girls fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, things like that. Yeah, the, the excitement of the game, just watching her play and her enthusiasm for the game, it's just infectious with you know younger girls. Mm-hmm. I know me and Abby talk about her, you know. About how she plays and how exciting it is to watch her play, especially Caitlin Clark. But the Ohio State women's basketball team, I know Abby's a big follower follower of that because I believe her grandparents have season tickets to that. Okay. So I know Abby gets to attend a lot of them games. We talk about that quite a bit. So, well, I might you may not know this name. I think Coach will know this name. I got to go to high school with Katie Smith. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So and you know that was kind of the first real. Um, you had Vonda Ward and some others uh, from up in Cleveland, but Katie playing at Ohio State just brought St. John Arena, which again is before your time, but brought it to a whole nother level. And uh, Katie's a, a great person and and well deserved. But it just seems like you have these certain players 
decade by decade to take that game to the next level. And this is Caitlin's time, no, no question about it. So, um, okay, so we know you love to shoot, but there's other parts of the game um, that are important for what you guys want to accomplish in, in the second half of the season. So, again, um, maybe taking off what we talked about in the first interview, playing defense, doing the little things, what you need to do in practice. Is this something you're, you're kind of watching your teammates and see if they're getting it and the importance of every drill, every foul shot, every every opportunity? Yeah, so one of, like, our big goals at the beginning of the season was, like, we know, like, we're we're young, but we're, we're quick. We can push the pace of the game. Like, we can, like get ahead of the girls like run the floor and play super fast and I think it's been a little bit of an adjustment from how these girls have played previously and so I think we've been working on it more and more like for instance at practice today we did a drill and just and our coaches had a talk with us uh when we came back from Christmas break everyone was kind of just kind of out of it getting back in the routine of practice and we talked about just taking every drill every like shot you take in practice game speed because there's that's the only way you're going to get in shape is doing every drill and everything we do like the way we want to play you have to be in shape so taking every drill seriously and like just yeah yeah just knowing the importance of yeah well well and i think coach you go back to the rough start but to to get that four game win streak had to be something that the youngsters needed to see and maybe needed to have happen because, as Abby alluded to, you do these things in the three days of practice before it, here's the result and what can happen. Yes, well, we started out, like I said, we we were in a the first four games, we were in three of them right to the end. Okay. I mean, we lost two by two, so we knew we, had, we were right there on the cusp of seeing really good things. And um, so, like she said, at game speed, we had a little bit of a chat today at practice because we weren't at game speed at times so we fixed that real quick and we got up to game speed pretty quick so um the second half of the season we want to play fast i mean that's we got some athletes and with abby pushing the pace here getting the ball out to her and she makes great decisions on the offensive end for our team getting in our offense seeing seeing the whole court she can she can flick the pass from one corner to the other just like that so we're excited for the second half of the season. I'd almost want to elaborate on the chat, but I'm not going to because I think we all know uh, the answer of that. You want to stay positive for your youngsters. So do you, when you even see that, hey, maybe we're not at game speed, how do you take that frustration that I'm sure is building inside but not let it fester out to your teammates? I think really just, like, encouragement, maybe a tap on the back, like, keep going, like, we got this, just being encouraging instead of taking, like, frustration and, like, because it feels like whenever I let my frustration out at, at any point during the game, during practice, it just kind of brings down the whole, like, vibe of practice or the game and like when i'm up and i'm positive i feel like the team like feels that and they feed off of it so that's so important to me to for me to keep my positivity and keep my teammates up because but that's a burden i mean isn't it yes and like playing basketball these years i've I've felt that every time i step on the court or i'm in practice or i'm in the locker room like i just feel like people feed off of me and yes like that's a big thing to have on my back but 
it, like I've seen I've seen and felt the importance of it, and it's big enough, like small enough of a burden where I can handle it, and I think I handle it pretty well. She's pretty mature, Coach. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> She's played a lot of basketball over the years. I watched her from second grade up. So, did I you know. see it back then? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, when she was younger, absolutely. And I was very encouraged to see her freshman year because she's pretty much played very well. Is it players like Abby that keeps you going? As you just told me before we started, 28 years uh, you've been involved somehow, some way, and 11 years as the head coach. That, that's a long time. So is is Abby and players like her that, that keeps that motor going? Yeah, I'm, I'm very encouraged by the group that we have this year. Like I said, we're very young. Having her back another year and growing with a young group that we do have is going to be quite incredible I think in the next the second half of this season and going into next year but especially the second half of the season the way they're seeding teams this year you know we'll get on we'll get on another streak here I'm confident of that I'm confident of the girls that we have playing so for us. yep sorry so you have a game tomorrow night uh, yes. I believe with Licking Valley yeah very strong talented Licking Valley team they'll be physical they play hard so is speed the key then because of their physicality that you don't want them to be able to, to set up on defense and maybe, you know, push, push people out of positions that they don't want to be in? Yeah, uh, watching film and just seeing when they get set up in their defense, I mean, they, they'll shut you down. And so if, when we're pushing the pace and we are able to score and transition and things like that before they're able to get set up in their defense, I think that is one of, gonna be one of the keys is just not letting them get set up. They've wanna run a little one-two-two and with a kind of a trap. So I think when we push and transition before they can get set up in that defense, I think yeah, I think that'll be great. She's going to be a great coach, isn't she? Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> you can just you can just see it. Um, that's for sure. And then uh, Lakewood uh, at, at the end of the week. So you talked about getting into these flows of games and things of that nature. So um, Lakewood similar to Valley or not as maybe as physical as the Lady Panthers? Um, I've just recently the past couple days we've been focusing on Valley, but. Gotcha. A little bit of Lakewood. I mean, they're pretty similar to last year. Um, I don't think they lost very many girls. But uh, last year, I mean, they were pretty quick. They got up the floor. And I think we were one-and-one one with them last year at home in a way. So as the week continues, I'm sure I'll find more out about them. But, I'm sure you yeah. will. <laughs> I'm not even concerned about that. And, and Coach, what are you looking for from the from the team this week? Obviously, you you want wins and you want to see uh, improvement. But one or two key areas you're looking at? We need to rebound better as okay. a team. Um, we talked about we've talked about that a lot recently, and just run through our offense correctly. You know, see where we can get on the floor, get better shots, take care of the ball. But our last game, we, our turnover were the least amount we've had all year. So. We've improved in that area quite a bit as the season's gone on. Cutting down the turnovers, getting more possessions, rebounding the ball, um, trying to stay out of foul trouble. So, but we got uh, some girls that are playing very well that's coming off the bench too that have improved. So it's just not like we're five deep. We're probably eight or nine deep. And with wanting to push the pace of the game, we want to keep pushing it because we got girls that can rotate in yep. and help us out quite a bit. So. 
if you want to play fast, now again, me being the pessimist here, that could lead to more turnover. So is there a certain number that you're looking at as we, you increase the pace? We tried to keep it. We had 14 our last game. Okay. And if we can keep it 14 or below, we should be successful pushing the pace like we want to. But if you're also pushing the pace, that could be more turnovers from the opponent. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, as the point guard, like... It's kind of in my hands. Mm-hmm. Basically, when we are pushing the pace, it's making the right pass, making the right decision. And, I mean, we've done, we've been very successful trying to, like, push the ball up the floor and, like, especially, like, off foul shots, off makes, getting the ball out super quick, pushing ahead, and having girls run the floor. And, like, if we run our, like, break correctly and we have spacing on the floor, I mean, turnovers are minimal. And, like... Live ball turnovers are something we talk about that we do not want. Like, we would rather take anything else than a live ball turnover because that's where you get fouls and just the worst kind of turnovers you can have. So we definitely, like, turnovers were one of, in the beginning of the season, when we were 0-4, that was one of our big factors where we were like, if we had 22 turnovers and we... But then when, if we only had 18, that would change the whole game. And it would it's just, like, it's a huge factor that I don't think gets talked about a lot. So. All right, if she's not going to be a coach, she's going to be a heck of an analyst. Either way, yes, exactly. Don't your love for the game is 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 coming out. And, and last question, because she is an extension of you, there's no question about it. When there are situations where you may want to call a timeout, but you want to save those at the end of the game, are you going to rely on her to prevent you from from making a timeout and saying Abby can calm this down and we're going to be okay? Yes, absolutely. You know, especially at the end of the game, she'll kind of give me a look and. She'll say, okay, do I need to basically take the ball to the basket? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she knows that we have, we don't even have to talk about it. She can look at me and she'll know. And it's been that way since her freshman year. You know, certain times of the game, it's going to be like, okay, well, I'll look at her and I'll be like, shake my head and she'll know, okay, I've got to go score the ball here. Or we got to do this. So it's just, we don't even have to talk. We just, she knows what I'm talking about. You know, just look right at Well, us. that's special for you. So how is it for you to know you have that understanding w- with your head coach? I mean, that doesn't happen a lot. I know. I think it's – I mean, he's coached me. This is my third year, like we said. But it's like that telepathy we get. I mean, we spend almost like every day and like working on situational stuff. And like we've we've been in close game situations so many times that it's just like – I know and he knows like what needs to happen and when and like when it comes down to the wire it's just like you got to do what you got to do and like we both know like if I take it to the basket it's what we have to do and he'll just <laughs> give me the nod and I'm like all right let's go but <laughs> yeah yep she will I know she'll make the correct pass but I know she'll make the right decision at the end of the game so well it's been a pleasure talking to both of you. you. I know the second season is going to be great, and I can see a good tournament run, too. Congratulations to you both. Good luck tomorrow night against Licking Valley. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. We'll wrap up this edition of the Licking County Locker Room next as you're listening here to the Licking County Locker Room on Ship Brothers Brewing on Kate 98.7.